Today's daf is Gitin daf Pei. And we are at the Mishnah, the second Mishnah on daf Ayin Tes Omid Beis, 11 lines from the bottom. Today's daf is being learned as a schus refuah shalem of Yecheskel Tzvi HaLevi Ben Chana. So one of the important halachas in Ksiva Saget is that the cipher has to write the Zman inside the get. The sugya of Zman Begitin is something that the Gemara discusses in great detail in the second parak of Mesech Desgitin, Daf Yud Zayin, Daf Yud Ches. The Gemara there mentioned the Machloikis Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lokish Mipnei Matik Nuzman Begitin. Rabbi Yochanan said, Shem Yechapa Basachoisoi. Reish Lokish said, Mishum Peiros. What those two things mean, Ayin Sham. But that is a halacha psuka that a cipher that sits down to write a get has to incorporate the Zman inside the get. Now, what does it mean when we say this man? So it's no different than today if you were going to date a document. You write the month, you write the day of the month, you also have to write the year. Now, once upon a time when a Yid wrote a star, whether it was a Gerisha or even if it was some other document, the year that was used was based on the amount of years that the current Melech had been in reign. Meaning, once upon a time, the way shtaris were written, and this wasn't only true for Yidin, but this was Dina de Malchusa, the year was always in relation to the current Malchus. So if this king had been king for five years, so it would be the fifth year of the reign of Melech so-and-so. If this king had been king for ten years, then it would be ten years. So that the year was always something that was contingent upon where you are, who the Melech was, and how many years that Melech had been in power. The truth is, this idea is actually the first words of Masechtis Rosh Hashanah. Masechtis Rosh Hashanah begins, Arba Rosh Hashanah Mehim. And the first of the Rosh Hashanah that I mentioned, the Mishnah is Rosh Chodesh Nisan, and the Mishnah says, Be'echad Nisan Rosh Hashanah L'Melachim U'Liragalim. What does it mean, Rosh Hashanah L'Melachim? So if you look at the first Rashi Masechtis Rosh Hashanah, he says, Ayin Gitin Daf Pei. He sends us right to our halacha. In other words, because once upon a Time when a star was written and the star was dated the year, not the day, not the day of the month, but the year was based on the existing Melech. How many years is it from when this king became king? And the Mishnah is saying a halacha that the Rosh Hashanah of the Melech is always going to be on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And what that means is that if a king became king, for example, in Rosh Chodesh Adar, once Rosh Chodesh Nisan comes, at that point, we already look at it as if a year passed, and from that point forward, if you're going to write a star, you're going to have to date it as being the second year, not the first year. Either way, that's a halacha, that's negeya, right in the beginning of Masechtis Rosh Hashanah, it's a halacha, that's negeya, all stars, specifically, it's negeya, the laws of Gittin, and our daf is going to begin with a chiddush nifla that the Tan of the Mishnah is going to tell us that's based on that little hakdama. So this was a Yid Rishonim say that lived in Bavel. And Bavel at the time was under the control of the Persian Empire. So technically he's under Malchus Paras. He sat down to write a get. And the get that he wrote, he dated 
So he knew the month, he knew the day of the month, and when it came to writing the year, the year that he wrote was based not on Malchus Paras, but it was based on the Malchus She'ena Hygenis. Now the Gemara is going to ask, it's the first kasha that the Gemara is going to ask on the Afpeya Medal of my Malchus She'ena Hygenis, and the short answer is Malchus Haroimim. So instead of dating it based on how many years it was to the king of Paras, what he did was he dated it based on the amount of years it was to the king of Roimi, or Lashon Malchus Madai, where instead of mentioning Malchus Paras, he wrote Malchus Madai, Lashon Malchus Yavon, or how many years it is to the Greek Empire, Labinian Habayis, or when he dated the years, he wrote how many years it was to the time that the Beis HaMikdash was built. Or L'Churban This was after the Churban. How many years it is from the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. If the Seifer was in Mizrach, he was in the eastern part of the region. But he wrote in the Shtar that he's B'Mayr. B'Mayr. The Seifer was B'Mayr. He wrote that he's in Mizrach. Says the Mishnah, the Halacha is, that if that get was given, which get? The get where the date was off, not the month, not the day of the month, but the year based on the fact that it was counting towards the wrong Malchus, or in the case where the Seifer wrote that he was a Mizrach, but really he was a Meirif, or he was a Meirif and really was a Mizrach, in all of those cases, if the woman would receive this get from her husband, and she would go now and marry somebody else, says the Mishnah, Teitzei Mizeh, or Mizeh, the Allah would be that she has to now leave this second person that she married. Additionally, she's not allowed to go back and live with her original husband. Additionally, Vitzricha get Mizeh, or Mizeh. She's going to have to have a get from this second husband. Additionally, she's going to have to have a get from the original husband as well. Now, the Mishnah is going to continue now and mention several, several, several additional halachis that are in effect as a result of this situation. But I think before we go weiter, we have no choice, but we have to hit the pause button and we have to mention that there's a very, very important machloikis, Rashi and Toysfis, right here, alatar, how to understand Pashid Pshat in this Mishnah. Now, we're going to learn the Mishnah, the way Rashi learns the Mishnah. And then when we finish the Mishnah, we do a little bit of a recap, then we'll go back and we'll mention Toysus as well and we'll speak a little bit about it. But the way Rashi learns the Mishnah is that the get, being that it wasn't written properly, is not considered to be a kosher get. Meaning the get is not a get. It's not a get midrabonon. It's also not a get midairaisa. If it's not a get, that means that husband and wife are still married. Which means that if she now went and she married somebody else, that marriage was not a marriage. In fact, what she really was, if you break it down, is an ishasish that was mezana tachas bailo. Says the Mishnah, the halach is, she's not allowed to live with any one of these two men. Why not? She can't live with the second man because she's an ishasish. And by the way, even if she's going to get a proper get from her original husband, we're going to view her as an Eishasish that was Mezana Tachas Bailo. We learned Mesechta Saita, it was the last Mesechta in the Dafyoimi Machser. We know the halach is, Geshem Shasru Labal, Kachasru Labal, so she'll never be allowed to live with this person. Additionally, she can't go back now ever and live with her original husband, because to the extent that we're viewing her as an Eishasish that was Mezana Tachas Bailo, so the halach therefore is that she's Aser, like we said. Labayol and Asalabal. So therefore, says the Mishnah, first things first, Teitzei Mizeo Mizeh. Additionally, the Mishnah says, Vitzricha get Mizeo Mizeh. She's going to have to get a get from the first husband. She's going to have to get a get 
from the second husband as well. Now, the reason she's going to have to get a get from the first husband is easy, because the original get that the husband gave her wasn't a good get. We just said that even though he wrote the get, and it was almost good, but it wasn't 100% good. I mean, that the get was possible, and we're saying it's possible even midday, right? So, so therefore, she's a regulation ish The only way she can now go marry anybody is if she receives a proper get. The fact that she needs a get from the second person, that's a little bit of a chiddush. The reason that's a little bit of a chiddush is because really, to the extent that she was never divorced from her original husband, that means she was never married to the second husband. So if she was never married to the second husband, so why does she need a get? The terrorist says it's only Midrabana. Because although she wasn't married to him, but it certainly looks like she was married to him. Again, this is not a regular Ishasish that was Mazano. This is not a, a textbook example of Masachta Saito. This is a situation where a woman received a get. It turns out the get wasn't a proper get. She got married. But being that it's happening, this nus. This Maisa Saito in the context of a marriage. So therefore, Chazal said that this woman needs to have a get. So the bottom line is she can't live not with the first husband, not with the second husband. Additionally, she needs a get. Sai from the first husband, sai from the second husband. The mission continues. The Ain law. Additionally, this woman is not entitled to like Suba. She doesn't get a Suba. But like Peiris. She also doesn't get Peiris. Now, what does it mean that the woman doesn't get Peiris? I thought whenever you talk about Peiris in the context of a marriage, it's the man that's getting the Peiris. Right? When you think of Peiris, you think of a woman brings Nechsimalog into a marriage. The halach is she owns the guf and the husband owns the paris. So what does the Mishnah mean when it says loy paris? Rashi says that what it means is that she's not entitled to that that Chazal said she's supposed to get in lieu of paris. Meaning, being that a husband gets paris nachsamalog in exchange for that, the husband has certain responsibilities to his wife. If you remember from Masechtis Ksubas, all the schosim that the husband has in his wife come with obligations and vice versa. There's a quid pro quo, and the way it plays itself out with paris is that because the husband gets the paris, so. Therefore, Chazal said that if the woman would ever be taken into captivity, tiknu perkoina tachas peiris. And what the Mishnah is saying is that this woman is not going to be entitled to what she's supposed to get in exchange for the fact that she's giving up the peiris. Meaning, if she'd ever be captured, the husband would have no responsibility to free her from captivity. Additionally, the husband doesn't have a responsibility to support her. A woman that brings clothing into her marriage, so in the event that the marriage is terminated, such as in our Mishnah, she receives a get, she gets to take home the worn-out clothing. As it relates to these two marriages, in none of these cases are they entitled to ksuba, not peyros, not mezoinos, and no balois. Not just that, the Mishnah says, if she already took the ksuba, she took the peyros, she took the mezoinos, she took the balois, she has to give it back. Additionally, if she would have a child, the child would be a mamzer. And it doesn't matter if she has the child from the first husband or if she has the child from the second husband. Either way, the child is going to be a mamzer. So let's think this through. If she has a child from the second husband, it's poshit that the child's going to be a mamzer. Because being that she's married to the first husband, even though we gave a get, and again, it was almost perfect, but it wasn't. So the halach is, the get's not a get. If the get's not a get, she's an ish ish. An ish ish has a child with someone that's not her husband. So the halach is, the child is going to be a mamzer. The chiddush is that if she has a child from the first husband, meaning if she goes back now to the first husband and has a child, that that child should be a mamzer, that's already a chiddush. But this din mamzer is only a din de And the reason is because 
because once Chazal said that the second husband has to give her a get, so on some level we look at her as if she's married to the second man. So if she's married to the second man and now she has a child with the first man, so it's like an Asian sister had a child again with a man that's not her husband, and therefore the Allah is, the Vlad's going to be a mamzer. Again, not Midai Raisa, Midai So Vlad mamzer from the second man is Midai Raisa. Vlad mamzer from the first man is only going to be Midai Raisa. Even though a Koyen, who's not allowed to be Matama to a mace, but we know to the Zion Kravim, he's allowed to be Matama. And one of the Zion Kravim is his wife, However, if any one of these two men were kaihanim, the Allah is, they would not be able to be Matama to this woman. We don't view them as husband and wife as it relates to this. And again, the bigger Chiddush is that the first man can't be Matama because the first man really is married to her. They were always married for many, many years. And then there's get that went bad suddenly happened. Okay, but if we're saying that the get is not a get medayrai, so why can't it be matama? The terence is because we strip away all the dine ishos. That's essentially what the Mishnah is saying. So although it's true, medayrai should be able to be matama. Again, the second man is not such a chiddush. They're not really married. Why you even need a get? And why if the first husband would have a child, the child would be a mamzer? Although we were mechadish in Ishus, but of course this Ishus is not going to be on the level that the second husband can be metamer. Additionally, ordinarily a husband has a schos that if his wife finds a metzia, he gets to keep it. If she earns income, he gets to keep it. And if she makes a nether, you have all the sugis and perik nairamurasa ve'ilu nedarim. Right? He has an ability to be made for the nedarim. Zok to Mishnah, side the first husband, side the second husband, both don't have all these schos. Let's say this girl was a Bas Yisrael, Nifselis Menachuna. Because of the fact that she married somebody else, she's now Pasal Kahuna. And Rashi says Pasha. The reason is because we're treating her like a Zaina. We're saying that the get wasn't a get, the extent the get wasn't a get. So when she got married, she's an Ishish that's getting married to somebody else. That's Zaina 101. And as a result, now the halach is every Zaina is not allowed to marry a Kayan. So this woman is treated like a Zayna. She'll never be able to marry a Kain. Another Allah, Bas Levi min To the extent that she's a Bas Levi, she will not be able to eat Meiser. Now Rashi says, Top Rashi on Amid Aleph, Knossohu. Kidimafarish Hasim Yuvamis Sadiq Aleph Amid Aleph. So Rashi quotes the Gemara Yuvamis, Tap Sadiq Aleph Amid Aleph, where the Gemara says that this is a Knas, meaning a Bas Levi that's Mizana. What's the halacha? She's not allowed to eat meiser? So it's not so pasha that she's not allowed to eat meiser. So, ayin yavomis sadakalaf amadalaf, ayin shom betoisvis. But Rashi says that if you go through that sugya, you'll see it's based on a knas. And we cancel this woman that even if she was merely a bas levi, who ordinarily for sure is allowed to eat meiser, the halacha, she will not be able to eat meiser. Bas koyim and truma. If she was a bas koyim, she won't be able to eat truma. Now that's pasha. Here Rashi quotes a different Gemara, Saita daf chafches amadalaf, where the Gemara says that in the parish of Saita, says the word Tuma three times. And we learn from there Echel Abal, the Echel Abayel, the Echel Truma. So a Saita, even a Suffolk Saita, is not allowed to eat Truma. This woman, again, is being treated like a Saita. And being that she's being treated like a Saita, so the halach is, she's not going to be allowed to eat Truma. The halach is that if and when she dies, her Yarshin do not Yarshin her Ksuba. See, here too, Rashi says that the Gemara in Yavam is that same sugya asks that 
I need the Mishnah to tell me that the, her Yarshim don't Yarshim or Ksuba? The Mishnah already said that she's not entitled to Ksuba. So if she's not entitled to Ksuba, then obviously her Yarshim are not going to get her Ksuba. If she doesn't get her Ksuba, how could the Yarshim get her, how could the Yarshim get her Ksuba? So Rashi says, We're talking not about the regular, traditional, classic Ksuba, but rather we're talking about Ksuba's Benin Dichren. And what the Mishnah's being Mechadish is that even Ksuba's Benin Dichren is something that the Yarshim are not going to get. So what's Ksuba's Benin Dichren? Zakt Rashi, it's where a woman died and her husband yarshened her. Then the husband died. So the halach is that if a man had multiple wives, pre-chem der Rabbeinu Gershem, and then he dies, so all his sons yarshen sezamen. However, there's a special takonas chazal called Ksubas Benindichrin that says that to the extent that part of the estate of the husband is what he yarshened from one of his wives, then when he dies, the sons that he had from that wife, they should yarshin that, that he himself yarshin from their mother. So it's a disproportionate Yerusha, and it's what's known as the Tanai Bezin of Ksubas Nindichrin, and the Mishnah is saying that one of the Dine Ishas that don't apply to this marriage is going to be the Halacha of Ksubas Nindichrin, and it's true, Sai with regards to the first husband, and Sai with regards to the second husband. In the event that any one of these two men died, meaning either the first husband or the second husband, the brother of the first husband and the brother of the second husband, are going to have to do chalitza v'loy miyabmon. However, they're not going to be able to do yibum. So what does this mean? Again, you have a man, he divorced his wife, he gave her this questionable get, and she went and married somebody else. The is, if either one of these two men died, so now the brother is going to have a mitzvah chalitza, however, there's not going to be a mitzvah of yibum. So let's try to understand this. In the event that the first husband died, we said the get was not a get. To the extent that the get wasn't a get, so really he's married 100% Kedas Moshev Yisrael. The get wasn't a get Midrabana, we said the get wasn't a get Midday Rais either. So really, the Mishnah is saying a very big Chiddush, because the Mishnah is saying that the brother has to do Chalitza. Why does he have to do Chalitza? She's a regular Shemeris Yavon that's falling Liyibon. The Teretz is Pasha. The Teretz is because the spirit of the Mishnah is that we treat this woman when she marries the second husband as an Ashes Ish that was Mazana Tachas Baila. We treat her like a Saita. To the extent that we treat her like a Saita, we know the Gemara, it's Rav's memory, Saita So to the extent that we treat her like a Saita, so a Saita we know that Lachis doesn't fall evil. Now, if she's only a Saita on some Dirabanan uh, level, but Avadam Day Raisa, she's not really a Saita. So being that She's not really a Saita, she falls Liyibam, but at the same time, being that on some level we do treat her like a Saita, so therefore that Lach is, she's going to need Chalitza. So it's Chalitza like Miyabin to the brother of the first husband, because on a Rabbanon level, we're treating her like a, a Saita, and a Saita we know is Patim and Ayibam and Chalitza, and being that it's only with Rabbanon that we're treating her like a Saita, so therefore Chalitza al Kapanim you're going to have to have. The question is, why if the second husband dies, why then is the Halacha Chalitza Mbalei Miyabin? Now, what should the Halacha be? If the second husband dies, then there should be no yibum or chalitza at all. There should be zero halacha. And the reason there should be zero halacha is because the second husband was never really a husband. He wasn't really married to her. It was only kolaymer that they were married. It looked like they were married. There was a chasen. It was very nice. But at the same time, they weren't really married. And because they weren't really married, really there should be no din yibum and there should be no din chalitza. But the pshat is pasha. The reason is because once the Mishnah said that midrabana, we treat this as if it's a marriage. Midrabana, he has to give her a get. So to the extent you're being mechai, 
mechayev the husband to give the woman a get, you have to say that if the husband's going to die, you're going to be mechayev the brother to go now and to do chalitza as well. So you shouldn't have to do anything. But being that this man has to give a get, so therefore the brother's going to have to do chalitza. The question is, why can't the brother do yibon? What's the problem? Meaning, there's no real Isser over here. There's no problem. We're saying do chalitza. Why do chalitza? Because we wanted to go along with the theme of the Mishnah, and that is that we're viewing this as if it was really a marriage. Okay? So if it's a marriage, then we have to be consistent. We have to say, if the man dies, leaves over no children, then his wife suddenly is going to be a Shem Eretz But the question is, then why can't you do Yibam? So it's not 100% clear, but it seems that it's a Knas. That there's a Knas, and they said that this brother can't do Yibam, but at this, he's not going to be able to marry this woman, but at the same time, Chalitza is something that he is going to have to do. So just to come up for breath for one second. So the Mishnah to start off, this was the Reisha of the Mishnah. Now the Mishnah is going to move a little bit quicker. But the Reisha of the Mishnah discussed a situation where a man gave his wife a get. The get was perfect. There was one issue. The issue was either the year of the Zman wasn't the right year, meaning it was written Lashum the wrong Malchus, or the cipher wrote that he was a Mizrach, and really he was a Meirif, he wrote that he was a Meirif, really he was a Mizrach. This woman went now and she got married. Says the Mishnah, and the way Rashi learns the Mishnah, that Midday Raisa, the get is not a get. She's a regular Eshesesh. In which case, now that she went ahead and got married to somebody else, really she didn't marry somebody else. However, being that it looks as if she married somebody else, we treat it as if she is married side to the first person and to the second person. At the same time, we mama strip away all the dine ishos, all the schusim and all the schaivesin and mamish halach after halach after halach, a very, very long mission that was a, a high level chazar of all the different dine ishos. All these different halachas are going to be in effect. Either way, the Mishnah continues and gives other examples of where you have a situation where the aforementioned list of halachas are going to apply. Shino, Shmoy, Ushmo. What would be if the Seifer wrote the get? And he made a mistake. He changed the name of the man or he changed the name of the woman. Shemi, right? He changed the name of the man's city. Shemi, right? The name of the woman's city. So then this halach is, if she got married based on that get, the halach is, she has to leave the first husband, she has to leave the second husband. But in all the halachas that were mentioned in the Mishnah, every single cotton that we had is going to apply to this situation as well. In other words, the Mishnah just said that just like we had this whole Rishima of halachas where somebody wrote Lushum, the wrong malchus or the Seifer wrote that he was a Mizrach and really he was a Ma'ariv. The same would be true if he was Shina Shmoy Vishma, Shem Iroy Vishem Iroy. It's the same exact halach. Now the Gemara is going to ask an obvious question and that is that if the halach is the same for these two cases as it was for the aforementioned cases, so why was it divided into two categories? Right? Sounds like from the Mishnah, there's two parts of the Mishnah. This is the Reish of the Mishnah, and then there's this part of the Mishnah. It should all be one and the same. The Mishnah should have said, You'll have this whole Rishima, this whole list of Dinim. Why was it divided into two groups? This is something that's going to play itself out very prominently in the Gemara. Additionally, is up the Gemara. All that Rai is that Chazal said that the 
tzara of this erva is mutter, meaning she doesn't fall yibam, there's no yibam, no chalitza, oh, that tzara is elu v'nissu. What would be if these tzaras went and they married somebody else thinking that the potter for yibam of chalitza, v'nimtu elu islandis, and then it turned out, lo and behold, the erva was an islandis. So here too, says the Mishnah, teitzeh mizeh o mizeh, the halach is, she can't ever go back to the yavam, she can't live with this man that she married, v'chol hadrachem elu ban, all the dinam of the Mishnah are going to apply. So what does this mean? So amazingly, this three lines in our Mishnah tucked away in Gittin Davpeh Amid Aleph is referring to the very, very first Mishnah Masechtas Yavamas. So we had the first Mishnah Masechtas Rosh Hashanah, which is not a hard Mishnah. And now we have the first Mishnah Masechtas Yavamas, which very much is a hard Mishnah. And really this halacha, this Sif Katan is predicated on the opening line of Masechtas Yavamas. So Masechtas Yavamas begins, Chamesh Esrei Noshem, Poitrois Tzorei Seyem, Vitzorei Tzorei Seyem, Menachalitza Menayibum, What's that mean? Ordinarily, Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Reuven dies, he leaves over no children. The Allah is Shimon, the brother that's alive, has a mitzvah to do either Yibum or Chalitza with Reuven's Amon. What happens if Reuven was married to one of Shimon's relatives, to a quote-unquote erva, to one of the 15 arayas that I mentioned in the Mishnah, in Yavonis, then the halach is that if Reuven dies and he leaves over no children, Shimon has no mitzvah to do yibum, he has no mitzvah to do chalitza. And the reason is, because although yibum is a mitzvah saseh dairaisa, yavama yavayala, however, the mitzvah saseh dairaisa of yibum is not doicha, the isurim of arayas. And being that Reuven Ruvain's wife is an erva to Shimon, so she doesn't follow Yibum, and the Allah is, there's no Yibum and there's no Chalitza. Mishnah says that not only does an erva not follow Yibum and Chalitza, but a Tzara's erva also doesn't follow Yibum and Chalitza. So what's a Tzara's erva? Ruvain was married not to one wife, but to two wives. One of them was a relative of Shimon, Shimon's daughter, for example, and then the other one was not. She was an Isha Nachris, she wasn't a, a relative of Shimon. Ruvain now dies, so the Allah is, Shimon doesn't have a mitzvah of Yibum and Chalitza, to his kariv, that wife of Ruvain, because, again, Yibum is not Daichayarayas. The other wife, you would think, yeah, comes again, the parish of Tzaras Erva, and says that just like the Erva doesn't fall, the Yibum Vechalitza, the Tzaras Erva, the other woman, also doesn't fall, the Yibum Vechalitza. The Mishnah on Dafbez Amir Aleph in Yavama says, what would be if Ruvain was married to two wives? One of them is a relative of Shimon, and the other one is not. And then afterwards, it was Nisbarer, it was Nisgala, that Ruvain's wife, who was Shimon's relative, let's call her Shimon's daughter, was an islandess. An islandess that Ruvain was not aware of at the time that he married her. An islandess where the halach is that being that he wasn't aware that she was an islandist when he stood under the chuppah with her, Dalach is, we view the Kedushan as a Mekkah toys, and Dalach is, it's as if they were never married. So then the Mishnah says, the Dalach is, that the Tsaras Erva very much falls Liyibam. Because the only reason the Tsaras Erva is not falling Liyibam is because she's the Tsara of the Erva. But to the extent that the Erva was found to be an islandist, so now it's this barrier that really she was never uh, wife of Ruvain. If she was never a wife of Ruvain, so the other wife was not her tzara, and if that's the case, Talach is, she's going to fall evil. So our Mishnah really is the rest of the story. It's the sequel to that Mishnah right in the beginning of Masechtas Yavamis. And the Mishnah says as follows, that what would be if a man died, left over no children, two wives, one of them was an erva to his brother, and the other one was a tsaris erva to his brother. The first Mishnah Masechtis Yavamis. And then the 
Tsaras Erva, thinking that she didn't fall a Yibam, because she is the infamous Tsaras Erva, when? And she married somebody else. And then afterwards we found out, lo and behold, that the other wife, not the Tsaras Erva, the Erva was an islandess. And if that's the case, that the Erva was never really married to Ruvain. Which means when Ruvain died, he didn't leave over two wives, he left over one wife. Which wife? The Tsar Eserva. was not really a Tsar Eserva. So it comes out of Gloy Milsom, I'm afraid that really she was a Shemar So this woman was a Shemar ended up getting married to someone, really she wasn't allowed to get married to somebody. Says the Mishnah, surprisingly, that everything that we just discussed up until this point is going to apply to this marriage. In other words, the Allah is going to be that this woman is going to have to go away from being married to this man. Meaning the Allah is that She's not allowed to live with the man that she married. Additionally, she can't go back to, who's the Tetzim Mizel Mizel? She can't go back to the Yavam either. The Allah is, we look at her as the Ashes Ish who married somebody else. Now, she wasn't an Ashes Ish, she was a Shemeres Yavam. But it's Me'inyan, Le'inyan, Ba'isa Inyan. And all the Dinam of our mission that we mentioned up until this point are going to apply. The mission now is going to give another Yavamas example where the Allah of our mission is going to apply, albeit a simpler example. What happens in a regular case? Not a situation of a Tzara Serva, but this is Reuven and Shimon, our brother. Ruben dies, no children, two wives. No Arias, but two wives. And Shimon went, and Shimon did Yibum with one of the wives. Now we know that Halach is, this is Yavamus 101, that it doesn't matter how many Yavamin there are, or how many Yavamis there are, as it relates to the mitzvah of Yibam v'chalitza, one Yavam does either Yibam v'chalitza to one Yavama, and that patters up the Gansa Meshpacha. So what happens if Shimon now went and he did Yibam with one of the Yavamas, the Holcha Tzarasa, and then the Tzara, meaning the other wife went, then this is Lacher, married somebody else, right? Very innocent. That's what she's allowed to do. Once there was a Yibam done, so at that point, the Zik is gone. So the Chura, she has every right in the world to go marry somebody else. The is, but then we found out that her Tzara, the one that did the Yibam, was really an islandess. So it comes out then that Lima Freya, there was only one Yibam, it was only her, and she never had Yibam V'chalitza. She was relying on the fact that the other Tzara already had the Yibam. Says the Mishnah, the same exact halacha, halacha, she can't be with the second person, she can't go back to the Yibam, and all the halachas of the Mishnah, meaning all the dinim that we mentioned, the first part of the Mishnah, are going to apply. The Gemara is going to ask that even if the Mishnah wanted to give me a Yibamis example of where the halacha of the Mishnah applies, why do you have to have two Yibamis examples? The case of the Tzara Serva, and then the case of Hakoinus as Yevimtai. So the Gemara is going to speak this out. Another case where you would have the halachas of our Mishnah. Kosov, Soifer, Get, Leish, Vashayv, Elisha. What would be if a Soifer sat down, he wrote a get, he meant to give the get to the man, right? The man takes the get and then he gives it to his wife. Vashayv, Elisha, and he wrote a receipt for the woman. Why does the woman have a receipt? Because when the husband gives her the get, he's going to give her the ksuba. And then she's going to take the shaver and she's going to give it to her husband. The ta, but then the cipher made a mistake. The cipher took the get, he gave it to the woman. Then he took the receipt and he gave it to the man. And then they had a demesira, everybody's watching. And this is happening in front of a bezdin maybe. And the man gives his wife a shaver. And she gives him a get. And they didn't realize it right away. They found that a little while later. Lo and behold, Harry, I get in the meantime, she got married thinking that she's a divorced woman when really she was not a divorced woman. She's married to somebody else. What's the halacha? I think we know the answer. 
the entire Mishnah is going to apply. All the laws of the Mishnah are going to apply. If they found this right away, then I agree. The get's not going to be a get. Meaning, if everything we just mentioned happened right away, meaning, the Gemara is going to define la'alter. But if la'alter, they discovered this mistake, then enochanami is not going to be a get. But if they first realize this later, Harez again, it is going to be again, and the reason is because this person, the Rishon, doesn't have the ability to claim that he never really divorced his wife to mess up somebody else. Meaning, we're talking about where a woman already married somebody else. And now, by saying, by the man claiming, I never divorced my wife, so it comes out that this second person that she's married to gets messed up. How so? Right? All the different dinim that we just saw. So for the man to come with a taina and say that I made a mistake and I gave my wife a shaver and she gave me a get, we don't trust him. I, she's walking around with the shaver and he's walking around with the get. So it could be there was a knunya, could be something happened at some later time. So if it's loud, if it happens right away, okay, this must be what happened. But if there was any time that lapsed where it's possible that there may be, they're in cahoots with each other, so there's a svar of loy kol hemno la'abed doesn't have an amonus to come and claim this to mess up the sheni and the halach is going to be in this situation that the person the husband is not going to be bullied so long mishnah a lot happening in this mishnah but if we were going to make a sikum in the mishnah what the mishnah was describing was situations where you have a woman who thinks that she's allowed to get married to somebody she seemingly, innocently, goes and marries somebody. Turns out, really, she wasn't allowed to marry that somebody. That loch is and we literally throw the kitchen sink at her. That chumras all over the place because of the fact that really she wasn't allowed to get married and she went ahead and she got married. What were the examples? So the first case was where the date of the get wasn't written perfectly. It was almost perfect, but it wasn't perfect. The malchus that was written was the wrong malchus. Or the cipher wrote that he himself described. He writes that I'm in the east and it turns out he was really in the west. Or the name of the husband, the name of the woman in the get, the name of his city, the name of her city in the get was messed up. Or what would be in a, 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 a case where a woman thinks she's a tsaris erva and based on that she doesn't fall the Yibba so she gets married and then she finds out later that she really was a Shemeris Yavam or not a woman thinks she's a tsaris erva but she thinks that although she was a Shemeris Yavam her tsar already did Yibam so now she's free to go ahead and get married to somebody else and she finds out that really she wasn't free because she was an islandess etc or a woman thinks she received a get when in actuality she received the shayfer. All these cases, if she got married to somebody else, now we find ourselves in a situation where she's ki'ilu married to two people, right? She's married to the first husband, but she also had a chasana with the second husband. She has zika, she says she marries yavam to the yavam, but really she got married to somebody else. In all these situations, you have the halachas of the Mishnah of Teitzei Mizeh Mizeh. It's interesting that really this Mishnah appears in another place in Shas, not verbatim, but all the different halachas of the Mishnah appear in another Mishnah in Shas, a very, very famous Mishnah. It's Mesechtis Yuvam Es It's the first Mishnah in Perika Isha Rabba. Now, Perika Isha Rabba discusses the halachas of Agunois and the halachas of Edus Isha. And the Mishnah says, a halacha that we all know, that an Isha Sish whose husband went to Medina Sayyam, and then an Eid Echad comes and says that your husband died. The halacha, she's allowed to get married based on the Edus of the Eid Echad. What would be if she got married based on the Edus of the Eid Echad? And afterwards, we found out that the Eid Echad was lying. In the meantime, 
She has a family with this other man that she married rightfully. Says the Mishnah, If you go through the Mishnah in Yavam, it's verbatim our Mishnah right there. So that's another example where Chazal imposed this halacha. So this was like a Shulchan Aruch that Chazal had, and they pulled out this card every now and again. In our Mishnah here in Gittin, we have it in a few different contexts. The most famous Mishnah, Lachur, is the Mishnah in the beginning of Perak Isha Rabbah. But at Tzad HaShavah is, you have a situation where a married woman, or a woman that's a Shemer Ziovim, which is Ke'ilu, she's married, marries somebody else rather innocently, it doesn't matter. Chazal imposed what would seem to be a very, very stringent class. Either way, the Gemara now is not going to go through the entire Mishnah, but certain parts of the Mishnah, so we'll do what we do. So first things first. What was the first case of the Mishnah? Where a Sefer wrote a get, and he wrote this man. He learned, get in Yudzayin, get in Yudches, you have to write his man get. He wrote the month, he wrote the day of the month, and he wrote the year. The problem is, when he wrote the year, he messed up the year. Because the way the year was written was, Rosh Hashanah Lemelachim. And instead of getting the right king, which we said would have been the Persian king, he wrote it for something else. So what did he write it for? Mishnah said, L'shom Malchus Eino Hegenes, L'shom Malchus Madai, L'shom Malchus Yovam, L'binyan Abayas, L'chorm Abayas. Five different examples of what the mistake might have been. But Atzad HaShavah Shabahen is not what he did write, it's what he didn't write. He didn't get the Malchus right. So the Mishnah says, if she got married to somebody else, we have all the different halachas. So says the Gemara, first things first, my Malchus Eino Hegenes, what does Malchus Eino Hegenes even mean? So the Gemara, Malchus Eino it's referring to the Malchus of the Romans. But my Carlo Malchus Enoyagenes. Why do we refer to the Roman Malchus as a Malchus Enoyagenes? Right? Malchus Enoyagenes sounds like it's an improper, it's almost an imperfect Malchus. What was so imperfect about the mighty Roman Empire? So the Gemara says, Mishum de Englehem like Savaloy Lashen. It's because they didn't have their own Ksav, and they also didn't have their own Lashen. So they didn't have their own Ksav in terms of the way they wrote. Additionally, they didn't have their own language that they spoke. Is Machlik is Rashi and Toysfis, what it means that they didn't have their own Lashen. Rashi says that they didn't have their own Lashen. So Rashi says, Sai regarding the fact that they didn't have their own Ksav, and Sai regarding the fact they didn't have their own Lashen, it means that they had taken it from Umacheres. Toysfis not here, but Toysfis in Avidazar, Dafyonamadalaf is Chaluk with Rashi. And Toysfis, what does it mean they didn't have their own Lashen? So says Toysfis that the royalty of nations, the kings, they used to have their own Lashen that they used to speak. The last Amid in the Sechta Saita, Saita Mem Tes Amid Beis, talks about Chachmas Yavanis. If you remember, the Gemara that talks, um, makes a distinction between Lashen Yavani and Chachmas Yavani. One of them was Pasha, the Greek language. The other one was the language that the royalty of Greece used to speak. So they used to have their own Nusach, their own language. And Raimi was a Malchish in Egenes because the Romans used to speak like the Hamoina. But either way, that's why it's called a Malchish in Egenes. Why is it that you have to put the Malchus in the Get? So this is clearly a big deal, because if you mess up on this, this is very, very bad. So, the question is, why was there a kpeide? Why did Chazal even care? And for the Gemara, Mishum, the reason is, because of Shloim Malchus. What does it mean, Shloim Malchus? Look, Rashi, because Chazal wanted that we should have peace together with the Malchus. So like this, the kings are going to say, we're chashuv in their eyes, because when they write their shtaris, especially a Gerisha, which is a very important Star, they write it in our name, and being that they write it in our name, so it's going to be a chivus and bishum shloim malchus. This is a good thing. 
Now, the fact that Shloim Malchus is a big deal, we know. Mishra says in Ovis, have a mispalo b'shloimish al-Malchus. We just learned the sugis of Kamsa bar Kamsa. Churman Beis HaMikdash was triggered because the Romans thought, Mardu b'cha Yehudai. The same was true for Tor Malka, the same was true for Beitar. Right, it was all because there was a sense that there was a rebellion. There was a, a chisara in Shloim Malchus. So Shloim Malchus is a huge, huge deal. And it's because of this din of Shloim Malchus that that when you write a zman in a get, you should write it for the proper malchus. But the Gemara asks the obvious question, and that is, I understand shloim malchus is a good thing. You should incorporate it in your shmei nasser. I got it. And we maybe would go and even make dinim. But to go ahead and say that if a soifu would write a get and he would mess up on the malchus, Mishum Shleim Malchus, you're going to tell me that the get is not a good get. How's it possible such a thing? And the Mara says, eh, it's not so schwer. This is If somebody makes a mistake with a get, so Seifa sits down to write a get, and he's Mishana and he makes some sort of mistake with the get, the Allah is that the child is going to be a mamzer. So in Rameir's world, it makes a lot of sense. This is Rameir Litameh, it's Rameir Lishitasai, and because it's Rameir Litameh, so therefore it's not a kasha. Now, where's Rameir Litameh? We didn't mention Rameir, so Rashi asks the kasha, but Rashi says, Stam Mishnah is Rameir. And being that Stam Mishnah is Rameir, so it's Rameir Lishitasai. The Stam Mishnah is perceived to be Rameir, and Rameir has this shito that Kola Mishanami Matbeya, Shatavu Chacham and Begitin, the is. That Havlad Mamsa. Now the truth is, this is not the first time we had the Shittas Rameir Masachtas Gitin. We saw Rameir way back in the beginning of the Masachta on Dafheom and Beis. But the Gemara Brisa, the Rameir says that a Shliach Lohilach that brings a Get Mimdinas Hayam and he doesn't say Befanai Nechtav or Befanai Nechtam, that Loch is the Get's Apostle. Not only is the Get Apostle, but if she would go get married per that Get and have a child, the child would be a Mamsa. And the Gemara says, how could that be? is a takonas chazal, and now is it a takonas chazal? It's a takonas chazal that was instituted for the benefit of the woman. That in the event that the husband's going to come later, he's going to be ma'ari, he's going to say the get wasn't written lishma, or there were no edim etzuyin lekayim, or he's going to come and he's going to question the validity of the of the signatures. So the halach is we want to preempt it by already having some sort of kiyum and mishumaguna kilo be'rabanan, like the Gemara says on that base on the base daf gimel amid aleph. Right, the whole first sugya. But because the Shliach didn't do what was for the benefit of the woman, if she gets married now, Vlad Mamza says, Yeah, it's holds Now the truth is that we don't always say this. It's just good to know. It's not something that we always say. In fact, we had the Mishnah already twice on Daf Kimul Amid Beis and Daf Yudzayin Amid Beis it's coming up in a few days on Daf Pei Vav Amidal for the Mishnah talks about the Gimel Gittim Psulim right there are three Gittim that are Gittim Psulim V'im Nisus Avlad Kosher Kosher B'Ksav Yod Ve'ein Olav Edim Yesh Olav Edim Ve'ein Boizman Yesh Boizman Ve'ein now in that Mishnah, again, we've seen this already a few times, Rabbi Lozah's Chaylik, and Rabbi Lozah says that no, all these things are going to be good, even if you don't have Edom at all. And the reason Rabbi Lozah's Chaylik is because Rabbi, Rabbi Lozah holds Edom and Sirikarti, so I don't care so much about the signatures of the Edom. They're only them if they take an oil. Toysfis in Gittin, Daf Gimel Amadeis, is Medayik, that if Rabbi Lozah is the one that's Chaylik on that Mishnah, it sounds like who is the time of the Mishnah? 
It's from Meir, who argues with Rabbi Lazar, who holds not Ede Mesir Karti, but he holds Ede Chasima Karti. So Toysus asks a Meir if that's the case, if Rabbi Meir holds Gimel Gitim Sulin, Vim Nisses Havlad Kosher. How could that be? Rameir holds Kalamashana Mimnapeo Shatov Chamin Begitin Yoitsi Vavlad Manzer. So Freak Toysus Akasha had his Rameir Shita of Avlad Manzer stim with the Gimel Gitim Sulin. By definition, Gimel Gitim Sulin Vim Nisses Avlad Kosher, that is a black and white, it is a blatant contradiction to the principle of Kalamashana Mimnapeo Shatov Chamin Begitin Avlad Manzer. They're both Rameir, as I Freak Toysus. Toysus has a very big Hiddish. You have to say that even though Rameir Taka holds Kalamashana Mimnapeo, However, in those three cases, Chazal Dafka wanted that the Vlad should be kosher, and this was an exception to the rule. Either way, Toysvis on Dafkim Lamed Beis. But there's one other thing we have to speak out before we go right. I know we're very top-heavy in the Daf, but this is something we need to do, and that is, we mentioned that this Machlik is Rashi and Toysvis, Poshib Shad, had to learn the Mishnah. And we learned the Mishnah the way Rashi learns the Mishnah, which is that Kosav Shul Malchash Eino etc. etc. The Allah is that the get is not a get, even midday raisa. That means midday raisa she's an ashesh. The fact that we treat the marriage of the second man as a marriage, that's a chiddish, and that's only midrabana. Toisvis, the banam toisvis on Dafayin Tesla Bay learns the sugi just the opposite. 180 degrees. Taisa says, Pumpfakert. Taisa says that Avada Gevis, this get Midai Raisa, is a, a good get. It's only Midrabana that it's not a good get. Which means that when she got married to the second person, her marriage to the second person, Midai Raisa, is a good marriage. The fact that we treat her as married to the first person is only Midrabana, because Midrabana, we don't treat the get as being a proper get. In other words, Machlaikis Rashi and Taisvis, which one of these marriages? Is the Dairaisa marriage and which is the Dirabana marriage? According to Rashi, the first marriage is the Dairaisa marriage, the second one is the Rabbanon. According to Taisvis, it's the first marriage that's only mid Rabbanon, it's the second marriage that's mid Dairaisa. And it plays a tremendous nafkamina how you learn Mishnayas. So if we weren't even learning Gemara, we were just learning Mishnayas, which is pretty much what we've learned up until this point. If we were going to sit down now and we we're going to learn Mishnah Yoimi, this is the way you would learn the Mishnah. You have a Machlaikis, two Mahalchem had to learn the Mishnah, Machlaikis Rashi and Toysis, with completely different Mahalchem had to learn the Mishnah. Because a lot of the narrative is going to change. A lot is the same, but a lot is also going to change if you learn the Sugya, not the way Rashi learns the Sugya, but the way Toysis learns the Sugya. But there's a great Sakasha that needs to be spoken out with a tremendous Maramakim that's tucked away right here at the end of the Masechta. It's the Pneshua's Kasha, but it's a Pashta Kasha. And, and really, Says, How could it be according to Rashi that if a man gives his wife a get, but instead of writing paras, he wrote Malchus Yovan, the Allah is that the get's not a get midday raisa. Now the Gemara really asked the Kasha, right? The Gemara said, Malchus Vavlad Manzer? And the Gemara said, Yeah, we're going according to Rameyer. Rameyer holds Kalamashana. That makes sense if you're dealing with a din day raisa. So if we're dealing here with a, a, a psul day raisa, so you are mishan on a day raisa level, so then, but to the extent that the mess up, the trip up, was a dirabanon. So how is it possible that messing up a technical dirabanon to get detail can make it that the get shouldn't be a get midday raisa? And Pneshua says three terutsim, but the first terutz is the one that's Kedayna mentioned, and that is Pneshua says a chiddush nifla. Pneshua says it's true. Midday raisa, you don't have to write the malchus. 
It's only Midrabanan that you do. And it's only Mishum Shloy Malchus. But at the same time, here's his words. Yesh Lanu Loimer. The Kol the Megarish Adaited the Rabbanu Megarish. That just like we know the rule is that called the Mekadish Adaited the Rabbanu Mekadish. Kol the Megarish is Adaited the Rabbanu Megarish. Ukamosha Herachti is Ever Tshuva Aleph. The Lochein Koisvim Beget Kedas Moshev Yisrael. The Get itself has the words Kedas Moshev Yisrael. Kamosha Kosvu Atoisus Lo Perkashalech Taflamet Gimel Amen Aleph. That the reason a Chosin under the Chupa says. That it's because called the Makadash Adaita the Rabbana Makadash. So Zokta Pnei Yeshua, the Get also says Kedas Moshe of Yisrael. I mean that it says Kedas Moshe of Yisrael, the Gerishin is also Adaita the Rabbanon. If the Gerishin is Adaita the Rabbanon, so the Get has to be written in the way the Rabbanon want you to write the Get. And if the Rabbanon Mishum Shloy Malchus want you to get the Malchus right, you have to write the Get that way. And if you're not going to write the Get that way, that Get's going to be possible. So it's true, Midday Raisa, there's no Machayev to write to get that way. It's only Midrabana. But once Rabbanan said you have to write to get that way, call the Megarish, Adaita the Rabbana Megarish, and if you do it the wrong way, it's not going to be okay. So if someone is Makadish and Isha and he doesn't do it the way the Rabbanan wants you to be Makadish the Isha, so there's a, there's a klal, a concept of Afkin Rabbanan the Kedushimine. The same is true regarding Gerishin. This is known as the Chiddush of the Pnei Yeshua. He says it right here in Gittin Dapei Amin Aleph. He also says it Le'il on Daf Ayin Gimel Amin Aleph. Then it says a big, big tumult, this Pnei Yeshua. The Rishonim already in different places seem to take sides and positions. Whether just like called the Mekadosh Adaita, the Rabbana Mekadosh, so too called the Megarish Adaita, the Rabbana Megarish. And it seems that the Pnei Yeshua was coming to Iker, meaning where did he have the places to say such a Chiddush? I mean... It's true we have a Shver Rashi, but the Pnei Yeshua has other Eitzes had a Bimiyash of the Rashi. But it was coming primarily from the Nusach of the Get. The Get says, Kedas Moshe of Yisrael. And once the Get said, Kedas Moshe of Yisrael, that already opens up to Pesach to be able to say something. Either way, we have a daf to learn. So the Mishnah gave a whole bunch of examples. In fact, five Mishalim of weird. It was written, Lushum the wrong Malchus. And the Gemara asks the obvious question without asking it. Why do you need all these different examples? I mean, you have to get the Malchus right. Mishum Shloim Malchus Altra Meir. Good, but why do you need five examples? The Gemara said that's right. The Ashmina Malchus Sheinu Higenis. Had we only had Malchus right, I would have thought Mishum the Malicha. Because at this time, when the time of the Mishnah is writing what he's writing, Malchus Raimi existed. So it could be that if you're going to write in your star, not the Malchus where you live, but the competing Malchus, right? You're going to mention the Nemesis. The competition, so your Malchus is going to get very upset if someone ever sees the Shtar. So this is like an open violation of Shleim Malchus. And maybe then you would think Chazal had such a Kpeta. Ava Malchus, Madai, Malchus, Yovan. But as it relates to the Malchus of Madai and Yovan, Maida Hava Hava. I mean, this is uh, water under the bridge. They didn't exist at that time. So being that they didn't exist at that time, this is some ancient kingdom, so maybe we wouldn't care so much. Yeah, and had the Mishnah said, Malchus Yimadai, um Malchus Yavam, Mishon the Malchus Ahava. At the very least, they were Malchios. So therefore, it could be, you're always going to risk upsetting the Karam Malchus if you're going to reference in your document some previous Malchus, albeit not a Karam Malchus. But if you're going to mention the Beis HaMikdash, what do they care? Meaning, you're not mentioning a Malchus. It's not even an ancient Malchus. You're a Yid and you're writing how many years it is from the time that the Beis HaMikdash was built. So maybe nobody would care. There's a risk that this also violates Shloim Malchus. Because when a Yid talks about the Beis HaMikdash, right, there's always the risk of this suddenly triggering thoughts of rebellion. So maybe that's a problem. But if you're a Yid and you're writing Churban Abayas, which is not a competing Malchus, it's not even an ancient Malchus, there's no sense of rebellion. To the contrary, 
contrary, the Tsar Rahafa. This is already a question of Tsar. Imaloi, I would think maybe over here nobody would have an issue. Tsricha, that's why the Tana, the Mishnah, wanted it to be Rochel, Bitcha, Hakitana. Be as clear as possible that any five of these scenarios is going to rent to the get possible. Hoi Mizrach. So the Mishnah, right in the beginning, gave two examples of where the Allah has taken Mizrach and Number one, you wrote the wrong Malchus. And number two, you were Mizrach and you wrote Mayrev, or you were Mayrev and you wrote Mizrach. So the Gemara says, Ma, who was in Mizrach and not Mayrev? So when we learned the Mishnah, we taught that it was the cipher. It was based on knowing the end of this Gemara that we're about to learn. But now we're going through the Gemara in real time, so we're going to have to make believe that we don't really know the ending, and there's a little bit of suspense right now. Who is Mizrach and we're writing he's Mayrev? Who is Mayrev and we're writing he's Mizrach? Do we mean the husband? Isn't that the next part of the Mishnah? I'm paying an aleph. Right? That's Mizrach Meir Meir Mizrach. Elulav Seifer must be the Seifer. It's like Rav told his Seifer. Rafuna told his Seifer. This is one of the great tongue twisters of all time. He told him as follows: Ki asvisu If you're Sitting in Shili and you're writing a star, Ksuvu Bashili. You should write that you're writing the star in Shili, the And even if you were instructed to write the star when you were in Hini, meaning a cipher was instructed to write a star in Hini. He's writing it in Shili, write Shili. And if you're writing a star in Hini, Ksuvu Behini, write that you're writing it in Hini, even if you were told in Shili. So the point is that included in the dinam of a star is that the cipher has to write where he is at the time that he's writing the star. And that's what the Mishnah means, that he was a Mizrach and he wrote, he was a Maiv, he was a Maiv, he was a Mizrach, he can have the Allah of the Mishnah. So, I'm Rabbi Yudah Mashmur. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, Zu Divrei Rameir. The first part of the Mishnah is Rameir. We already knew that, right? Gemara said, because of Shloim Malchus, the Allah is the Gets going to be possible, Tetzim Mizah, Mizah, Vlad Manzer, all the different dinim. Gemara said, yeah, Rameir Lutamei, who holds, Kolomashanim, Mepeh, Shetov, Chachamim, Begitin, Vlad Manzer. What's the Chiddush? So we'll see in a minute. But Rabbi Huda said in the name of Shmuel that the first part of the mission is Rameir. That you don't have to write Lushum the Malchus, but even if you wrote it in terms of the center of the city, meaning how many years is it since the center got his stellar? So who is the center? So Rashi quotes the Gemara in Bava Basra, where the Gemara says this was a Zokin, an older person. So he knew everyone's block and lot. So he knows exactly what your field is and what your field is and what your acreage is and where your cornfield goes to. So he knew everyone's gvul. This person had a shtickle shteller and said Rabbi Huda in the name of Shmuel that according to the Chachamim that would also be kosher. So this was written in the city of Bashkar, the infamous city of Bashkar. Not for now. But this get was written in the city of Bashkar and it was written how many years of when the Istandra got his stellar. So Rashi says Istandra is the Shiltoy and it sounds like he's the mayor of the city. So Rav Nachim Barav Chizal came to Rav so Rav Nachim Barav sent this get to Rav he said Kei Gavna Ma'isa Kosher get is apostle get Shalach Lehi told him this get Abaha I feel Rav Meir Moedi if Rav Meir is giving Moedi it's going to be okay. My time but what's the reason? Because although it's true you didn't write Lashum the actual Melech but you wrote it Lashum the Istandra and it's the Istandra of this Malchus and being that you got the Malchus right that in and of itself is, is going to be okay. So the Gemara asks the obvious question. What's the difference between the Santer and the Estandera, right? They sound the same. Like they're both people that seem to have these low-level jobs within the city. 
as it relates to this standard, uh, that's Tolin the Machloikis, Rameir, and the Chacham. According to Rameir, it's going to be a problem. According to Chacham, it's going to be okay, right? That's the Santer. As it relates to this standard, uh, we're saying it's going to be good according to everybody. So, Mar says, And the The difference is the Santer. Taka had a low-level job. In fact, Rashi's lashon is she'en shultanis gerua mizu. This was the lowest-ranking job. From all by Misharsim, this is the guy you pick. Shame on you, and that's why it's a problem. However, as opposed to the standard, he has a very impressive position because he has an impressive position over there. It's not going to be a problem. So again, let's get this clear. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel. Referring to the beginning of the Mishnah, Divrei Rameir. But according to the Chachamim, even the Santa Shabir is going to be okay. Also referring to the first part of the Mishnah, Divrei Rameir is going according to Rameir. But the Chachamim say, Havlad Kosher, that the Vlad, the child, is going to be Kosher. So Shmuel and Rav both said the same thing. However, Shmuel said, "Zudivira Meir, Avol Chachamim Oimrim, Afilu Lekasef El Lashem Santa Shabir Azem Rezu Migureshes." Rav said, "Zudivira Meir, Avol Chachamim Oimrim, Havlad Kasher." The child's going to be Kasher. Taisvus, it's the long Taisvus here on Dafpeyom Midbeis, brings from Rabbeinu Tam. That's Medayik. That it sounds a little bit like there's a machlokes between Rav and Shmuel. He learns it up in Shitas Rashi, Ayin Shab. What's the machlokes? They're both saying the same thing. They're both saying that the Mishnah is Rameir. But if you look carefully, they're not. Shmuel said, "Zudivira Meir," but the Chachamim. Fife on this whole halacha. Do whatever you want. Rav is not nearly as confident. Rav is saying, What does Avlad Kosher sound like? It sounds like the child is going to be a kosher. But this is not something that's really going to be okay. Meaning it sounds like there's a machloikas between Rav and Shmuel. Whether or not, lechatchili you have to be sensitive, or lechatchili you don't have to be sensitive. Rabbeinu Tam has a big problem with this. And the reason Rabbeinu Tam has a problem with this is because Rabbeinu Tam says, everyone knows, whenever there's machloik is Rav and Shmuel. What's that lacha? If it's a Dovah Shebimah, we paskin like Shmuel. If it's a question of Isav Ahater, then we paskin like Rav. This is a question of Isav Ahater. Which means, if there's a machloik is Rav and Shmuel going on here, we're going to paskin like Rav. If we paskin like Rav, and Rav just said that Zudivir Amir, but according to the Chacham and Bidiyevit, it's good, it sounds like according to Chacham Lechatchilo, it's not good. And Rabbi Tam says, if that's the case, when we write Gitin today, in Rabbi Tam's times, we should have to refer to the Malchus, and we don't. What we write is, Libriyas Oilam. And Frank Rabbi Tam, I don't understand why. How is it possible that we machzik completely Nishvisendig from this halacha? This is. Rebbeinu Tam's kasha, either way, but that's what comes out from the Gemara. Either way, zok the Gemara, umoidim chacham the Rameir, the chacham umoidit Rameir, shina shmoid v'shma sheimira v'shemira. In the event that you would change either the man's name, the woman's name, or his city or her city, shavah mamzer. In that case, the child is going to be a mamzer. Meaning, even though Rav and Shmuel both said, this is Rav talking, but Rav and Shmuel both said, zu divrei Rameir. 
But that's only true with regards to the first part of the Mishnah. But as it relates to the second part of the Mishnah, over there the halacha is, if you ashina shmoy ushma, shame iroy, the shame ira, there everybody's going to agree that the halacha is that the Vlad is going to be a mamzer. So what's uniquely Rameir, Zudiv Rameir, that's only the first part of the Mishnah. But the latter part of the Mishnah is true according to everybody. Um Ravash, Ravash, said, Afana nami tonino, I have a right from the Mishnah, because the Mishnah said, Shina shmoy vishma, shame ira, shame ira, tezimizam, mizavachal adracham eluba. Right, the Mishnah had a, a second case, quote unquote, and in the second case we mentioned Shina shmoy vishma, shame ira, vishame ira. So the Gemara says, who is the Tana of that part of the Mishnah? If it's Rameyer, and we spoke at this Diak when we learned the Mishnah. So why don't we just combine it all together? Meaning, why is it that the Kasav L'Shom Malcha Genes is broken up between the Shina Shema Yushma, Shemira Vishemira. Shouldn't it have all been together? Must be because it's two different Tanoim. The first part of Mishnah is going Dafke according to who? Is going Dafke according to Rameir. The second part of the Mishnah is true even according to the Chachamim. And being that the second part of the Mishnah is true even according to the Chachamim, that's why it was divided and that's the Raya that the only part of the Mishnah that's only Rameir is the first part of the Mishnah. But Enchanami, the second part of the Mishnah is even the Chachamim and Raya Ladaver is from the fact that the first part of the Mishnah and the second part of the Mishnah were not combined and merged together but rather they were told separately. That's a Raya that the first part must be Rameir, the second part must be the Chachamim. Now, if that's the case, what emerges something interesting. Because the Gemara asked the Kasha right in the beginning of the Sugya that, Umishum Shloy Malchus Tetzev Avlad Mamzer? Gemara said, Yeah, it's Rameir Lashitasai. This Rameir that holds that Kol Hameshana, Mimapesh Tavachacham, and Begitin Avlad Mamzer. The Gemara just said that it's only the first few lines of the Mishnah that's going according to Rameir. But Shina Shmayu Shmashem Ira Vishem Ira. That's already even according to the Chachamim. Even though the Chachamim don't hold So the question then is, what's the Pshat? L'chura, if the whole Yisoyed of is based on and that's Shittas Rameyer, and that's why the Chachamim Achoyulik on the first case in the Mishnah, so what's the difference between the first case in the Mishnah and the second case in the Mishnah? So this is something that's Sarech Talmud, Ayin Berishayinim. In terms of the, the physical difference between the first part of the Mishnah and the second part of the Mishnah, first part of the Mishnah is dealing with real Dine de Rabbanon. Writing the, the right year of the Malchus, Shloy Malchus, that's a Din de Rabbanon. Writing that the Seifer is in Hini versus Shili, that's a Din de Rabbanon. Shmoyu Shma, Shem Ira Vishem Ira, that sounds like is a dindai raisa. And that's where the chilek is. Rameir is mechadish that if you're mishanamid ma'peya shetavu chachomim begitin avlan manzer that we're dealing with dindai rabbanon b'fanai nechtav b'fanai nechtav das is a dindai rabbanon the fact that you have to write l'shum malchus mishum shloim malchus that's a dindai rabbanon that's Rameir's chiddish whereas shmoyu shmo shem ira v'shem ira that's already dindai de raisa oh, that's already dindai de raisa so over there even the chachomim are going to be moedah so chachomim are moedah that if you mess up to get it's going to be possible the poshet, the chilig is, is that the ratio of the Mishnah is dealing with Dine de Rabban, and that's uniquely Rameir, whereas the Sefer of the Mishnah is dealing even by Dine de Raisa, and that's separate. And that's why it's separated in the Mishnah, and that's true even according to the Chachamim. So the Mishnah mentioned, again, many cases where you have the Allah of Tetzim and Zerum. Is that some of the cases were Yavamis cases? In fact, there were two Yavamis cases, hard cases, if you're not holding in Yavamis. What were the two cases? Not the Chas of the whole case, but what? 
first one was where you had uh, an Erev and a Tzara Sever that fell with Yibam. The Tzara Sever, knowing the first mission of Masech Tzivamis, is good to go. She gets married. She finds out that the Erev was an eyewitness. She was never married. She was never a Tzara Sever. She was just a regular Yivama. In the meantime, she's married to somebody else. Dr. Mishnah, the whole halacha of our sugi is going to apply. The second case was not a case of a Tzara Sever, but a regular Shemeris Yavam who had a Tzara. The Tzara had Yibam done to her in which case, she's free to get married. So she goes, and she gets married, and she finds out later that the tzara that had the yibum was really an islandess. So really, she wasn't supposed to get married. Now, she didn't know. Sounds like, but at the same time, she got married when really she was a shemeris yavam. And the Mishnah says, in both of those cases, you're going to have the halacha of keitzei mizeh, now the Mishnah said, So the Tzara went and the Tzara got married. So the Gemara begins with a dirk. Nisu in Zinu Loi. It sounds like the only time that Allah is going to be Teitzeh Mizeh Mizeh is if this Tzara Sarah went and got married to somebody. But let's say she wouldn't have gotten married to somebody. She would have merely been mezana with somebody. It sounds like in that case, this halacha would not be in effect. If she marries somebody, that's when you have the din mizah. But if she was merely mezana with somebody else, so then it sounds like all these halachas are not going to be also. Specifically, Rashi says, If she wants to go now and do yibam kubit, she can even do yibam. I mean, this woman can never go back to the oven. That's what teitzim mizah mizah means. But it sounds like only if it was nisu. But let's say it was only... Zinu, it sounds like then if she wanted to do Yibam, she could do Yibam. So the Gemara says that really this shouldn't be so posh. This sheet of Rav Hamnuna we learned together not so long ago. Now there's a real Yavam in Salacha, but we had it in Masech the Saita. Over there it's a Machloikis between Rav Hamnuna and the Bnei Marava. That's mezana tachas the yavam. Is she aser to the yavam or not? So when Eishes says that's mezana tachas baila is aser to her husband. What about a shemeres yavam that is mezana tachas her yavam? Does she become aser to the yavam? Does she not become aser to the yavam? So much like this. Rav Hamnuna says shemeres yavam shazinsa surely yavma. The Bnei Marava held that she's really going to be mutali yavma. So the Gemara says this Mishnah sounds like a tuft on Rav Hamnuna. Why? Because if you're going to tell me that Shemeres Yom Shazin says Asur Liyabma, so why does the case of the Mishnah have to be where the Tsaris Erva went and married somebody else? Even if she wasn't married. Even if she did a, did a Maisos Nus Ba'alma. Even then, Lachayre, this should be the Halacha. Why? Because to the extent that she went and she was Mazana, now she's a Shemeres Yom Shazinza. Now it's True, she didn't chab, she was a Shemeres Yavam. But in our Mishnah, we don't seem to care about the fact that she didn't chab. And the Allah should be that she should be also to the Yavam. Yeah, from the Mishnah's mash, but she's not also to the Yavam. So the Gemara says, Leimo, Tiyav, Tiyufta, the Rav Hamnu. The Gemara says, Lo, it's not a Tiyufta, very easy. Tichoin, Nisu, Vuhadun, Lazinu. Could be as it relates to if she was Mazana, she would also be also to the Yavam. Aidik, Tani, Nisu. The reason we talked about Nisu is Lishnam Al Yanaka. Why would we talk about Znus if we could talk about Nisu? And the time of the Mishnah tries to speak in, in as refined a way as possible. So obviously, it's more refined to talk this way and therefore he didn't want to get involved in Zosvigadami. Some had this exchange in the reverse. Nisu, Mishnah says, Shemeres Yavam, this woman, meaning the Tsaris ever went and she got married to somebody else. And it sounds like Nisu, if she got married to somebody else, Fuadin Lazinu. And Huadin, if she was Mazana with somebody else. Now this already is a little bit unclear. Where do you see Huadin Lazinu? Maybe only if she got married to somebody else, not if she was Mazana to somebody else. But either way, the Umar says, if that's the case, Lemo Misayeya Leila Ravamnuna, is this a raya? 
to Rav Hamnuna. Tamar Rav Hamnuna shmeres yamet shazinsa asrul yadma. Meaning, if if the Mishnah doesn't just mean nisu, but it means zinu as well, also it's mafurish that shmeres yavam that's mizanas also to yonamar says loy nisu dafka. It could be it's not huadin lezinu. It's dafka nisu, and the reason dafka by nisu we have this problem is mishum the mechlef biisha shahalach ta'ilam dinasayam. It could be the only reason Chazal was so machmer with this shemeres yavam is because it looks a little bit like a woman whose husband went to Medina Sayyam, where Neidechad came and said that the husband died, and she got married, where the halacha is that if we ever find out that Neidechad was lying, like the husband shows up, or whatever happened, so then the halacha is, Tetzeh This case is a little bit similar to that. So Kubi Chazal were worried that if you're going to allow the Shemer Ziovim that married somebody to go back to the Yovim, so too, we would maybe allow the Ishashish that got married to someone to go back to her original husband. And that's not okay. So therefore, Chazal instituted this as well. But the case of the Shemeres Yovan, that's Mezana, that is not similar enough to the Ishashish that got married al the Eid Echad. So there's no reason to make the Gezerah over there. And being that there's no reason to make the Gezerah over there, so therefore it could be it's not going to be a problem. So either way, from the fact that it says Nisu, it's not Huad and Zinu, could be Dafka Nisu. What's the Svara to be Mechalik between Nisu and Zinu? And the Gemara says a, a starkest Svara that Nisu is Mechlechav of Isha Shalach Bailam Dinesayam as opposed to Zinu. Over there you don't have that Chashash. So the Mishnah mentioned two Yavama's cases, right? The first was a Tsaris Erva, or at least she thinks she's a Tsaris Erva, and the second one was she's a regular Yavama, but she thinks she's off the hook because her Tsar already received the Yavam. Both of those cases, she got married, she found out later that she really was a Shemeris Yavam. What's the question? Why do we need two cases? The Gemara says, we need both. Had he only had the case of Tsaris Erva, I would have told Yavam. Maybe the reason was so harsh on this woman is because no one was Mekayim the Mitzvah of Yavam, right? There was no mitzvah zibum. In a case of an erva falling liyibum, there is no mitzvah zibum. The fact that uh, erva and a tzaras erva don't fall liyibum is not a kiyum of mitzvah zibum. It's a pdura mitzvah zibum. So being that there's no mitzvah zibum being the skyim at all, so over there we're going to be very hard on her. Avalacha the kai mitzvah zibum emalai. But over here where the mitzvah zibum was in the skyim, at least we thought it was, the fact that she went ahead and got married to somebody else, so over here maybe we wouldn't be so machviash. We thought over here, over here maybe we're going to be harder on her because she thought she had a mitzvah zibum. Meaning, being that she thought she had a mitzvah zibum, and now. She wasn't Mekayim and even messed up, therefore we're going to be very Machmer. But over there, where she thought she was a Tzaras Erva, so she didn't even think she had a Mitzvah Zibum, I would think it's different. It's for that reason you have to have both of these cases. Now, just to bring out just one Akuda before we go weiter, right? It feels a little Balabatish correct that this Takan of Teitzah Mizel Mizel Vlad Mamzer is a little cruel and unusual. Right? What was this woman supposed to do? Her husband died. She knew she had a mitzvah yibam. She went to the local rabbi. And the local rabbi said, you know, I've been waiting for a case of a tzara serva my whole life. This is the case. You're a tzara serva, you're free to go get married to anybody that you want. She gets married to somebody else. She finds out that the other wife was an islandist. Like, how is she supposed to know all this? Right? I mean, at first glance, it seems a little bit extreme. And really, going back to the whole Mishnah, right? The spirit of the Mishnah, everything seems to be a little bit extreme. A woman received a get. She doesn't know. 
The man gave her a get, the soifer prepared the get. It says in the get, Kedas Moshe Yisrael, there's a Dechsima, there's a Demesira. I mean, they got everything, everything was done perfectly. She thinks she's okay to get married. She gets married. Mamish Kedas, she's a Mamish, and Isha Tsnu, and Isha Chashuv, and Isha Ksherish, and Isha Ritzayim Baila. Like, what do you want for her life? All of a sudden, she has two families of Mamzerim. Like, like, what did she do to deserve this? It's, it's a little bit Sarich beer. And then it says in the Mishnah no Isha Rabbo, where you have an Echad that shows up and says, you know, woman, you know, man, your husband died. And she goes ahead and she gets married. Sadiya Chazal were Megalatas already. Why was so machmer in the event that it doesn't work out? Chazal said that meaning the, the system is set up that. You want to trust Eid Echad? Trust them, but do your own due diligence. And that's the, the Chazak of Daiki Mitzvah, because realize that if you get it wrong, it's not going to be so posh. So there, there's like a, a svara to the, to, the, to the methodology. In our Mishnah, it's a little bit Tzarech beer. I mean, it sounds like this woman's supposed to literally wait and find out that this Sarah is not an islandist, and until then she's not supposed to get married. This is a Kenech Masech Tzivamis that, that you almost forget. You learn the first mission of Masech Tzivamis, it sounds like this woman's free to get married. No, she's not. That Nakuda of maybe she's going to be an islandist is featured very prominently in Gittin Daf very much tucked away, and she can't go ahead and get married until she verifies for sure, because otherwise she's going to end up with a very, very big problem. Either way, just to finish the sugya, Kosav, so what happened? What happened was the cipher was paid to write a, a star in the get and to write a cipher. Now he was supposed to give the get to the man who would eventually give it to his wife and give the cipher to the woman who was supposed to give it to her husband. In the meantime, he submitted the yitzis. He gave her the get, him the cipher. He gives her the shaver, she gives him the get, she goes ahead and gets married again. What did she do? But she goes ahead and she gets married. Everybody somehow had some major mental lapse. And all of a sudden they find out one day that there's a little bit of a problem. So what's the halacha? So the Mishnah said, And all these halachas of the Mishnah are going to apply. Rebbe Laza said, no. If it happened right away, La'alta, this was Nizbar, I'm asking to you. But after a little while, we start getting suspicious. Maybe something's going on. Maybe there's a knunya. Maybe they made believe this is what happened. They say, you know what, I'm going to give you the shaver. You give me the get. We'll make believe this is what happened. And then the halach is, we're concerned. And Rabbi Lozer, he explained his shita with a, with a hergish. He said, It's not so posh to just trust the rishon to mess up the shame. I mean, this woman married somebody else already. So to trust this man to go ahead and mess up this other man, why is this man getting messed up? The whole Mishnah. So therefore, it's not so posh this is something you can do. So the Gemara says like this. Rabbi Laza made a distinction between la'alter and la'achazman. So the Gemara says, Let's define these terms. As long as they're still handling the get, that's the altar. I mean, if you found it almost right away. Umdu, if they got up, If she didn't marry somebody else yet, that's called the altar. If she marries somebody else, that's the altar. So it's not told you if they're a sukkah by Sa'inya, but did she remarry yet? Did she not remarry yet? So Mara says, Tanan, we learned in our Mishnah that Rabbi Laza explained to Shita with a hergish hazah. 
You can't just trust the Rishon to go ahead and mess up the Shane. What's the definition of Meaning, when does Rabbi Loza say you're not believed? When there's a second man, meaning when she married someone else, so it's very good his reasoning. What did he say? You're not believed to trust the, to mess up the Shane. There is by definition a Shane because does the Taich from Lachazman. Lachazman means you moved on. It means you married somebody else. My Shani. But according to Shmuel, five minutes after their Asukah by Sa'inyan, this halach is already true. At that point, there's no Shani anymore. So if the reason we don't trust the man is because we don't trust him to mess up the Shani, the Shani man And the Gemara says, you have to say, We don't mean literally the Shani, but we mean the Schus that was Ru'uyu to the Shani. Meaning, once she's divorced, at that point, she's Ru'uyu to marry a Shani. So if there's another man that wants to marry her, he's not believed to mess her up and say that really, she's not going to be divorced. Either way, there was some raid prepared for today, but it got late early. So we're going to save the raid, Be'ezus Hashem, for tomorrow, as it relates, however, to related raid bites. So we do have two very prominent related raid bites on this staff. Number one is the Noida Yehuda's eulogy on Maria Teresa, which is, I think, a, a, a shtickle that brings out Shleim Malchus in a, in a very, very powerful way. We spoke it out in the beginning of Masechtis Rosh Hashanah, which this sugya has a shaykhist that we mentioned and get in that pay, like Rashi does right in the beginning of Masechtis Rosh Hashanah. So it's actually very, very pertinent to today's half. Extremely, extremely relevant. This is not varfing a raid bite. This is a related, related raid bite. That's Mamesh Alatar, from the Noida Yehuda, the other is a raid bite that we spoke at also in the beginning of Masechus Rosh Hashanah Dav Zayin, which talks about how Yidin count Jewish calendars, months and years, uh, a tshuva from Chacham Avadia, with some fascinating marmakoimis as it relates to Mespuram and Mespureni, Dvarim Atikin, Be'ez Hashem will revisit this a little bit tomorrow.